When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You see what I have to do sometimes here? I have to put my Clark Kent glasses on here. Here's my Clark Kent glasses. You see, I, I, I have to at times remember. See, when I'm like this, Big Sills is Superman. So some of you can't take Super Sills. We have to put the Clark Kent glasses on. Because some of you don't like truth. Justice and the National Football Show. You like to hear cheerleaders. Big Sills. <laughs> How you doing, man? What a great week. Thanksgiving could easily be one of my favorite holidays of the year. Food, football. Two of the three Fs I like. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Hey. Food, football, how you doing? Dude, fins up. We have a plethora of, th- look at this. Ta-da-tee, ta-da-ta. Let's see what else. Ta-da-ta, ta-da-ta. Well, we got the milk carton group for the Eagles. The Big Sills top 10 power rankings for NFL Our quarterback rankings are in. What else do we got here? Holy cow. Oh, my candidates for defensive player of the year. Wanted to throw that at you too. All right. Please hit the like button. How about Jimmy G? Hey, man. Man, do I love Italians. (laughs) Jimmy G. You see that dude last night? Four touchdowns. Can I tell you one of the things that I'm loving about Jimmy Garoppolo? It's not so much the four touchdowns. Did I actually see Garoppolo last night throwing the football away instead of in harm's way? You'll have to excuse me. That's the one dynamic that guy can't get away from. It's throwing the ball at times in harm's way. The four touchdowns was impressive. They just blasted the Arizona Cardinals. By the way, you gave that guy. Where where was Kyler Murray? Off on a Twitch convention? Where's Kyler Murray? I guess he must have had something more important. Probably something to do with gaming. Twitch, whatever, right? Probably He's probably got a big tournament. It's Thanksgiving week. You never know, right? I mean, that guy, I am never paying that guy 46 million bucks. 
They are a train wreck. Niners blasted them. Hey, by the way, I hate football in Europe, NFL football, but I love it in Mexico City. That was dope. That was absolutely fantastic. The crowd was great. Fantastic atmosphere last night, too. Garoppolo's throwing the ball away, man. I couldn't believe what I was watching last night. Good for him. That sometimes is as good as anything you can do when it comes to getting a first down. Throw, how many times did you say this about Carson Wentz at the end of his tenor with the, with the uh, Eagles? Throw the damn thing away. Don't take the sack. Don't take the minus play. How many times did you guys say that? Especially when he was struggling down the bench, right? Or down the stretch. Throw the ball away. God. Mm. Niners have a better offense than the Eagles. We'll get to that. By the way, it's not because they have better personnel. I think they have as good. You guys just aren't healthy yet. Get Goddard back and all that, and I don't know what's up with AJ, and I don't know what the decision-making. I'm not playing Miles Sanders is. We're going to get to all that, too. God, there's so much to hit on here. By the way, Harry High School, nobody in Philadelphia will do what I'm going to do right here. Here it is. I saw the audio, uh, the video, and now the audio I heard on Harry High School Sirianni. This was for Frank Wright. You think anybody in the stands cared? Who was he talking to? Birds fans? That's a lie. Those Eagle fans, they thanked Frank years ago. Thanks for the Super Bowl. You think they gave a shit whether or not Frank Wright was fired? Or do you think that was high school, Harry High School Sirianni? Holy cow, man. Now he's exposing, hey, nobody in Philly. Everybody in Philly's like this. God, it is pretty bush. It is pretty bush. Between him and Coach Roseman, waiting to tell everybody, see me? Did you see me? I brought those two dudes in. I saved the day. Just to remind you who he is. Got a bunch of egos, man. You know what, though? It's okay to have ego when you're 9-1. and It's okay. Okay, it's okay. It's okay to have an ego. It's totally cool to have an ego, especially when you're winning games. I told you this yesterday, too. I thought Jalen took 10 steps forward, man. That guy did whatever it took to win a ball game. It was great. I'm all in. Merrill Reese will join us at the bottom of this hour. We got so much to hit on here. I want to get into the topics right now. Every high school. Your biggest issue that you have with your football team is your coaching staff. Okay? They got to grow up a little bit. And they also have to mature into being better coaches. The thing, the, the clear difference between 2017 and the coaching staff you have right now, not even close to that coaching staff. Not even close. And I actually heard this from Nick Sirianni's mouth himself. He actually thinks that Jonathan Gannon should be up for the Assistant Coach of the Year Award. I heard this on WIP. I almost, 
I, I, I almost fell off my chair this morning when I heard it. He actually thinks Jonathan Gannon should be the assistant coach of the year in the NFL. Pretty much all I need to know about the guy. You ain't been around a lot, guy. You ain't been around a lot. I, I just... <laughs> he's the assistant coach of the year, Jonathan Gannon. Holy cow. Seals, leave my coach alone. Who, Harry High School? <laughs> Harry High School. My guy's the coach. Love it. Love it. All good, man. All good. I got to tell you, there is no doubt. I want to say one more thing here about, about Jalen Hurts here. And I'm going to say this to you about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has grown up and continuing to grow. You know what Xander said to me prior to going on the air? You know what he said? He goes like this. Now you're waving the Jalen Hurts flag. No, I'm I'm telling you about your quarterback and how he's growing into being an NFL football player and a professional. Is that my style of quarterback? At I will tell you one thousand percent. That's not the style I want quarterback in my team. I would never recruit it. I would never draft it. I would never do any of that. There's not, a, there's not a high ceiling for it. There's no, there's no championship quarterbacks that do the thing Jalen does that win Super Bowl. That just doesn't happen. Maybe he becomes the one of. Maybe. But I know what wins. We see it every day. We watch guys with big arms win Super Bowls. Until that dynamic changes, as everyone knows, the NFL's a copycat league. Maybe Jalen is the, the glass ceiling breaker. He could be. He's got the character for it. He's got the character for it. Harry High School. <laughs> yeah. The Eagles defense is good. Yeah. Okay. Hey, by the way, so everyone's like this. Linville Joseph and Dominic Atsu. They have plugged. The issues. We'll see if that is just a one of or it continues to be a trend over the next couple weeks. You haven't fixed your run gap and run stopping defense. How do you know that? What, eight, four quarters of football? Four quarters of football. You think it's addressed? Well, we'll see. Because you've got Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry, Justin Fields, Alvin Kamara, and a boatload of other guys that are going to be rolling at you. We'll find out if this is a one of or it has been plugged. The talent on defense makes Gannon look good. Hen, yeah, and plus the shitty teams that are in the NFC. That's not an eagle issue. It's a conference issue. So when I say the Eagles have played shitty teams, so is everybody else in the NFC. That's not an Eagle issue. And it's not a rip at the Eagles. It's a rip at 
every other organization right now in the NFC that really doesn't have a lot of good football teams in it. Okay? Right. The only difference, Michael, is you're not playing against Matt Ryan. Now you've got Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. That's a little different. You know what I mean? You act like we've given up. You haven't played any high-powered offenses, P. Carr. What, do you think you're playing against teams that put up 35 points? Like who? The Colts? <laughs> Washington? Who? Tennessee? Those are high-powered offenses. Is Sam Mills the starting quarter? Oh, no, that was the linebacker for the Saints in Carolina. What's the guy's name, Mills? Stephanie Mills. No. David, that's it, David Mills. David Mills, that's it, David Mills. Detroit, yeah, that's a high-powered offense. So Detroit, and who else high-powered offense you guys have played? The Jags. <laughs> Those numbers are skewed because the schedule is ridiculous this year. When you got to play teams that put up big points, we'll see. Pen, but don't break. Nick Sirianni thinks that Jonathan Gannon is the assistant head coach of the year. Wow, do I have 10 times more issues today with Harry High School than I did yesterday. This is for Frank. That's what I'm going to start doing at the end of every show. This is for Xander. <laughs> oh, my God. Excuse me. I need a shot of whiskey. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is for Frank. Hey, I want a shirt because he wears all them shirts. This is for Frank. <laughs> Oh, man. This is for Frank. Oh, I agree the Vikings are a big-time offense when they're not playing in the spotlight, T. Washington, right? Eagles versus the Packers. Let me ask you this here. San Francisco, you think you're a better football team than the 49ers? You guys think you're a better football team than the 49ers. Harry High School. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Harry High School. <laughs> yeah, Matt Nagy was the NFL coach of the year, and he was fired two years later. Joseph, no. No. Brian, maybe. Jimmy G's the weak link. <laughs> okay. Jimmy G has done 10 times more than any. Here, let me get that stat. Here it is, baby. Garoppolo now 43-19-0. That guy's going to make a shit ton of money. He's going to be the head free agent guy in this offseason with either the Jets or the Giants. He's going to make a ton of money. You can't dismiss it. 43 and 19. And when he's not on the field for the Niners, they're 9 and 29 with the cast of bums that they've tried playing in his place. 
The only thing that stops that guy, there's two things. Okay? You aren't what your record is. Try that shit in the postseason. How many times does the best record win the Super Bowl? Almost never. You are not at the end of the year what your record is. I guarantee you the team that wins the Super Bowl this year won't have the best record in the NFL. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. Happens every year. 94% of the time in the last 25 years, the team with the best record doesn't win it, just like in the NHL. How many times you see the President's Cup team get dusted in the second or third round of the NHL playoffs? Yeah. Jimmy G, baby. You see that guy last night? He is going to make two things that kill Garoppolo. You ready? Throw in the ball one or two times in a game to the other guy. And secondly, injuries. If that dude keeps playing like he did last night, they're going to win the Super Bowl. You don't have a better linebacker. You don't have a better edge rusher. You don't have a better wide receiver. You don't have a more complete back. Shit, you don't even play your running back. Your tight, Their tight end's better now. Yours is hurt. And the quarterback's more accomplished and wins more. Actually beat your ass last year. <laughs> and I'll take Kyle Shanahan over Harry High School. Harry High School. Harry High School. Why hasn't Jimmy won a Super Bowl already? Why didn't McNabb? Oh, excuse me. Why didn't McNabb? Excuse me. Sorry. (laughs) I think I just answered it. Larry goes, you must be an Eagle hater. We'll see you in the Super Bowl. An Eagle hater? I picked you to get there, jackass. I picked you to get there. Months and months and months and months and months ago. Months and months and months ago. I still hold to it, Bills and Eagles. How you doing? I still hold to it. Your quarterback's not good enough to beat one of them elite guys. He hasn't yet in his career. This guy can't even beat Garoppolo. Wait a minute. He can't even beat Tyler Heineke and Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones and Tyler Heineke have beaten him. (laughs) Daniel Jones and Tyler Heineke. Jimmy G, excuse me, TJ. Garoppolo did go to a Super Bowl. Just an education for you there, kid. He did. And he was a quarter away from winning it, just so you want to have an education. You could take the rest of the day off and sit in the corner with your dunce hat on now. This is going to be interesting. Hey, by the way, I can't – hey, all kidding aside, that's going to be one whale of a football game. I think the NFC Championship game, I totally think – it's going to be 49ers and Eagles, and that's going to be that's going to be a whale of a football game. You better bring two mouthpieces. There's going to be some hitting in that game, man. 
there's going to be some hitting in that ball game. Do you fear more Dallas or the 49ers? Yeah, look, look at Danny. They beat Arizona. You beat the Colts. And you're taking victory laps on a one-point win versus a 4-6-1 and one team. Congratulations. What's the difference? What's the difference? What's the difference? Oh, I see. So Jimmy G plays a shitty Arizona team. You play a shitty Indy team, but the Indianapolis Colts. Hey. <laughs> By the way, you want to know the guy who's playing the best and most consistent football over the last 11 weeks has been Jalen Hurts. Kudos to him. He has not played poorly in any ball game. I wouldn't say in that in that Washington game it was his best effort, but he was by far not the issue. He was by far not the issue. Okay? The San Francisco 49ers are a more complete football team. They got a better defense than you. They get after the quarterback better. They got one of the most elite pass rushers in the game. You see Nick Boza, how great he was last night. That's what you need. I'll tell you what, guys, if the Eagles had Nick Boza on that Eagle D-line, it'd be unbelievable. You would be the best defense in the NFL. Okay? Brian, Jalen Hurts has played the most consistent football on the Eagles. That includes Darius Slay. You know who the only other guy I would say is Lane Johnson? Lane's been, Lane's been absolutely steady. Just a good look at that's a great point, JM. JM has a great point on San Francisco. JM, you're right. San Francisco does not have the depth Philly has. That's that's fair. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Kudos to you. Kudos. 91, I don't give a shit what the record is. Because when you're in the postseason, it doesn't matter what your record is. Has no bearing. It's one and done. It's 60 minutes of football. That's like telling me um, the USC Trojans. You want to know, hey, let me make a small comparison. I know college and pro are different. Everyone's tooting the horn of USC football and Lincoln Riley. Guy gave up 540 yards of total offense to UCLA. Typical Lincoln Riley uh, football team. No defense. If USC played in the Southeastern Conference, they'd be 93. If if that, who cares? Get to the playoff. We're 91. Yeah, and got waxed by the Washington Commanders. Hey. 49er defense is better than yours. They're all line. They got the best offensive tackle in the game in Trent Williams. Debo Samuel's a freak. Dude, the other guy. Who's the other guy now on San Francisco? Guys, help me out. Who's the other wide receiver on San Francisco? He was a force last night. But it was Arizona. <laughs> I know. Everyone in Philly was tooting a horn like the Colts were so, like the Peyton Manning Colts. And look at Emmanuel not understanding football. I'll take Lane over Trent Williams. So you'll take a right tackle 
over a left tackle on the blind side. Really? What an idiotic comment. Right tackle is the lesser of the tackles, and that's why they're paid less. He makes $20 million a year, Trent Williams, for a reason. He makes $20 million. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Trent's the second best tackle in the game. Unfortunately, he plays right tackle. There's a pecking order in that. Actually, I would actually say the center position is probably the second most important position on the O-line next to the left tackle protecting your, your quarterback's blind side. Dude, are you crazy? Don't ever compare Lane. He's a right tackle. There's a completely different There's a completely different pay scale on that. <laughs> okay. Not close. You would really take San Francisco's all No. That I didn't say. I said I'd take Trent Williams. Don't put words in my mouth, Emmanuel. I did not say that. You never heard me say I would take San Francisco's offensive line over the Eagle O-line. You never heard me say that. I said I would take Trent Williams over Lane. Never said that. Right tackles, guard the line, best rushers typically. True. But the difference in San Francisco is, get this, there was a a conversation that he was tipping off whether he was run blocking or pass protecting. It doesn't matter. (laughs) He's going to run you over. Eagles O-line is better than the 49ers all day. Not all day. Not all day. Not all day. That's not true. They are better, though. But here, San Francisco's D-line's better than yours by far. Their linebacker's better than you by far. Your secondary hasn't been playing well last three weeks, but I would still take the Eagles. You don't have a better wide receiver than Debo, nor do they have one better than you. However, Christian McCaffrey makes that concept different now. McCaffrey's a force. Xander's right. If that guy's out there on the field, the 49ers are going to be, that's going to be one of the absolutely best NFC title games that you could possibly have. If you can get San Francisco and Philadelphia at Lincoln Financial for the NFC title game, that would absolutely be an incredibly great game. I, I, I will say this one more time here about Hertz. I want to do this before we bring Merrill Reese on. I thought I thought Jalen took massive steps forward, um, even more so in that tight game against the Colts. He had to put that game on his back, and he did it, and I said it yesterday. Um, his growth on knowing what a team needs was on display to see it. Let's bring in the legendary voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, and first and foremost, Merrill, hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Um, being nine and one probably makes the food uh, this week taste a little bit better. <laughs> it, it does, it does, no doubt about that. But uh, thank you for the nice words, and I I couldn't agree with you more. 
when you talk about another step forward for Jalen Hurts because he pulled that game out of the fire. And I wish you could hear one of my calls in the game. And it was there was still plenty of time left, and he picked up about eight yards on a scramble. And I said, Jalen Hurts will not let them lose this game. I mean, sometimes things just come out of your mouth, and they come from your just an instinct, just a feeling. And it, I didn't have any question in my mind that he was not going to let this team lose that game. You know, Merrill, I think what you just said is important because if you're feeling that way, everybody in that huddle must be feeling that same way too because that's yeah. the kind of stuff when I was talking to Randy Cross years ago about when Montana stepped in the, in the huddle, there was just an air of confidence in the room that, when a guy like that steps in the room, and by the way, wasn't their best performance, but he had to do something because the running game wasn't going, um, everything. Well, they, they, they kind of got it going a little bit in the second half there, but just you know, your I, overall sense, Merrill, see, on, what you the, took away from that Colts game. Look at the box score, they didn't get it going early. But if you watch, here's the difference. They actually did lose you. No. Okay. That I know you've seen games like this. They came out and he was throwing well, had a couple of great passes to Devontae Smith moving downfield. And all of a sudden the flags started flying. Uh, there was a holding call on Lane Johnson, which we couldn't find. Uh, there was an illegal, uh, an ineligible person downfield on Jason Kelsey which also was a case of him being thrown downfield, not not going downfield. And there were, you call them ricky-ticky penalties that are away from the action, a little here, a little there, that, that had nothing to do with either any play. Didn't have any effect on any play. It was far away from where the game was picked up. And at one time, he had third and 35. I called it third and Terre Haute. I mean, that's 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 where they were. And so it wasn't so much. And then after that, they, they got bogged down a little bit. It wasn't a great first half, but it wasn't as bad as the, the total of three-point shows. You know, Merrill, I'll say this to you. The loss of Dallas Goddard, um, not only the offensive production when it came to the numbers, but tell me if you agree with this. I thought in the run game, how many times did you see the tight end get – holding penalties because they were trying to set the edge. And I know the new guys, when you go into a fire like that, you're being asked. I, I think that game accentuated exactly the importance of Dallas Goddard and his versatility. You said it numerous times here. He, he may not be the best tight end, but he may be the most complete tight end because I thought that was a factor in some of those penalties, him not being in there and them holding penalties. I think four of the seven were on the edges. Like you said, Lane got one and the rest of them got the tight ends. He's elite. He is elite. He belongs right. I have asked coaches. He belongs right up there with George Kittle and and uh, Travis Kelsey. And I think Mark Andrews is playing really, really well. I, I honestly believe he belongs in that in that same in that same conversation as one of the best tight ends in the National Football League. He's a, a terrific receiver. He's a tremendous blocker. And he's just when he gets the ball in his hands, he is tough to bring down. I mean, he is he runs like a like a, a fullback. He's tough. Um, Merrill, do you have any insight onto Miles Sanders? Is he injured or something? No. I mean, no. I 
I mean, to see to see Kenneth Gainwell in third down in some of those situations, I mean, I I mean, this guy's on pace for 13, 1400 yards. I mean, the offense had been bogged down a little bit. And all of a sudden, you know, there you are, your best running back. Well, depending on how you see Jalen, your best running back is sitting on the bench. I mean, how come he's being – I don't want to say he's being taken out of the offense, but situationally, he's not being part of the game plan a little bit. Well, he's part of the game plan, but he's not he, – they use Gainwell as a third down back, and they do that more for receiving ability than anything else. Uh, although Gainwell can – Gainwell's been pretty good for them. He can run the ball. And Boston Scott's a great little back. Uh, he's a change of pace back, and he can hide behind the line of scrimmage, and all of a sudden you see someone 12 yards downfield, and it's Boston Scott. Uh, but you're right. Uh, Miles, here's, here's a thought, Then I'm giving you a thought candidly. Uh, the only thing that has stopped Miles Sanders, uh, let me just, as I'm sitting right here, let me just pick up my book, my, my Eagles media guy i'm going to turn to i'm going to turn to miles sanders and it's my feeling that over the first part of his career he has not been totally durable so by lightening his load a little bit he started and finished in games and for the long run this may not be bad um just just here i i have him here just just checking how many games he has started in uh, in each of the seasons before, but but he is you're right. He averages he averages five yards a carry, and he has never scored more than six touchdowns in a season. And okay, first year, uh, first year he started eleven of sixteen games. Second year, uh, eleven of twelve games, and this year he's been in every game. So and, and he missed most of training camp with a hamstring. So I think I think they're being a little bit judicious in his use. That's all. I'm with you. I'm, I'm they they want him in December and January. Yeah, buddy. I, Ryan. I, I'm, I'm I'm with you, Merrill. I I think they're looking out for. Okay, yeah, you I know, think, I think it's the big picture. I think Buddy Ryan used to say, "The teams that win titles win when the snowflakes fly," and uh, <laughs> they haven't flown yet. Except maybe in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, Merrill, I want to take you over to the defensive side. I got to tell you, man, I, you know, usually when guys are sitting next to me eating Fritos and Twinkies and Ding Dongs, and all of a sudden you get a call and you, they ask you to come in. I, I've had a situation like that happen to me before. Hey, can you, yeah, I'm there. And you're, you're, you're shocked all of a sudden. You know, one day you're watching TV, the next week you're, you're playing yeah. in Giant Stadium. How shocked were you with Joseph and Sue's play on Sunday? Well, they, they played a limited amount of snaps, but they were effective. They were significant. There was one time where both of them were on Jonathan Taylor, and I said, boy, he is lying there with 700 pounds on his back. I mean, you're talking about big men, and, and they, they looked like they didn't miss a beat. Absolutely. I, I, I was – I was really impressed, and 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 actually, what it did was it freed up TJ more, didn't it? That was probably his best game in the last couple of weeks. You agree? Yeah, I think the best game he's had since the night on Monday Night Football, where he completely took Dalvin Cook out of the Minnesota game. Completely, uh, TJ Edwards is just a good player. He's a really good player. People don't know his name because he was an undrafted free agent out of Wisconsin. 
communications major. And uh, he's he's just a really good linebacker. Were you a little bit shocked with how emotional Frank, um, Nick was? Now, look, I've known Frank Reich for 40 years. We go back to Maryland when I first was there before I transferred to Miami. And you know that I, I've been friends with Frank for 40 years. And, you know, when you're a player, Merrill, you lose guys sometimes all the time when you guys get cut or traded or what have you. How shocked were you a little bit about the emotion with um, with Nick and with Frank and how that all played out at the end of the game? Well, I know I know how he feels, Jonathan Gannon, the people who have been with Frank Reich were. I mean, they were shocked. They were upset. But Nick Sirianni, yeah, I, I believe – I believe that a person has to be true to himself. And Nick was just an emotional guy. I mean, my favorite coach of all time, Dick Vermeil. You've, you've seen Dick. He cries at basketball games. I mean, you never know when he's going to be emotionally moved. And that's that's Dick Vermeil. And this is, this is Nick Sirianni. He's a very emotional. He'll slap hands with the fans. So, you know, he'll, he'll really let it out. So, that's him. Let him be himself. Everybody does it differently. I did a commentary yesterday, and I, I think you might remember this book. And it, it was written years and years and years ago, obviously, and it was called The Mental Many Faces of Tom Landry. And it was about a 15-page book, and it had a picture of Tom Landry after a win, after a loss, after a fumble, after a touchdown, after an interception. Same. Same picture. Every page. <laughs> so many... You know, I said you could do one like that for Jalen Hurts. He he's he's just so level. He never he never shows much emotion. He's always into the game, and he picks himself up and he moves on to the next play. That's how he is. It, it, he's not somebody who's emotional. He's just faking it. And it's the same with Nick Sirianni. He's not putting it off. He's not putting it on. He's that's how he is. And if that's how he is, let him have fun. And people will appreciate him for it. You know, I will say this, though. And I know you know Coach Vermeil very well, as I do. And the only problem is Dick would have a tear in his eye and tears in his eyes and a whip in the other hand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dick was tough. Dick was, Dick was tough. But he's, he's the best. He's amazing. The, 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 what, he, what he did with his career was... But- my line was that if you look in the dictionary, go to the C's and get the word charisma, there's a picture of Dick Vermeule. Absolutely. Hey, I, how about this one, too? You know, I, I, I got I to gotta tell you, man, I, when I saw Howie Roseman out front of the locker room to remind all the media in Philly, hey, look what I did by bringing Joseph and Sue in. I tell you, man. It's okay to have an ego when you're nine and one, Merrill. I mean, yeah, he, he, hey, he likes taking victory laps. Yeah, well, that's that's him being true to himself, I guess. He's he's enjoying it. He deserves to. Are you concerned about this Green Bay game because you really don't know what you're going to get with an Aaron Rodgers? Because look, if you look at his statistics, he's not having that bad a year this year, Merrill. And you got Aaron Jones. There's some talented football team, obviously underachieving this year and what they expected they were going to do. Any concern? Because now you're taking an elite quarterback on, and this is probably their last hurrah to try to turn their season around because if they lose this one, I mean, they may even start to go to Jordan Love. I don't know. I mean, how do you see this game? Because, again, 
two very good football players are coming yeah. into town. I, I think it's I think it's a very very difficult game. I watched Aaron Rodgers very carefully in the game they lost to Tennessee, and that arm is still as lively as ever. I mean that ball explodes out of his hand, and he he throws from so many different platforms over his head, sidearm, halfway in between, sometimes underhand. He he he's really still Aaron Rodgers, and when he's on the field. He gives them a chance to win every game. Now, things have gone awry, and he certainly missed Devontae Adams. But then suddenly he's he's discovered a young wide receiver in Christian Watson. He's pretty good, and he still has Randall Cobb, and he still has Alan Lazard, So they're, and they have a great running back in Aaron Jones. And so, so they're good. They're, they're, I don't care if their record says four and seven. They can be – they're a good, a good case for – any given Sunday or Monday or Saturday or Sunday, but that team can beat anybody on a specific day. And you put him on national television, Sunday night football and the pride that he has to have as a great athlete. I think we lost Merrill there a little bit there. All right. All right. I think we lost Merrill there. wanted to get his, Final take there on that there too. So, because I was going to ask him one thing. You know what that was? I was going to ask him something about Jonathan Gannon. And I heard something on Sports Take today, and it made me think. Have people in Philly just been too conditioned over the decades with a certain style of defense? You know, the NFL is going through an evolution right now when it comes to these new analytical D coordinators and offensive coordinators and head coaches. And let's see if we can let's bring Merrill back in here. here and, I am. and Merrill, I wanted to ask you two last questions here, especially this one here. Merrill, on Jonathan Gannon, as you may not know, but me and Seth Joyner, we're not fans of that style of play. But I want to ask you this. You think people over the decades in Philadelphia – have been so prepped and so, like, with the Bud Carsons, the Buddy Ryans, the Jim Johnsons, that this is a new analytical way of playing defense and the new D coordinators and offensive coordinators, it's just a different NFL compared to what it was back in the day. It's a lot more difficult to play defense today. You don't want to give up the plus 25 plays. Could it just be that, that you've been so conditioned over the generations? You may not have seen the Buddy Ryan teams, but surely the Jim Johnson teams. I mean, do, do you think there's something to that? Well, I saw them all. I saw the Buddy Ryan teams. And I've been around some great defensive coordinators going back to Marion Campbell. Wow. So Marion Campbell and you have Jim Johnson. And then a guy by the name of Jeff Fisher was pretty darn good. Yep. And um, Bud Carson belongs in the Hall of Fame. There's no doubt in my mind. But Jim, let me tell, let me say this about JG Jonathan Gannon. You're going to see him next year on a sideline as a head coach. He's really good. He's really, really good, and he's really, really bright. Now, I love Seth. Seth is a good friend, and he's but but Seth is is very very aggressive in his defensive beliefs. And maybe it is a little bit of analytics that is guiding a lot of the younger coaches today. But Jonathan Gannon is 39. He's been a coach. He's been around for 15 years. But 
there's only one thing that really counts. Jim Johnson once told me that if you can hold a team, an opponent to, you know, 17, 18 points, you should win 90% of the game, your games. This team is barely giving up 18 points a game, this defense. That is what it's all about. You can blitz, you can drop back, you can play Tampa 2, whatever you want to do. But if the, the bottom line is how many points did you give up? And this team has been holding teams' opponents to under 20 points a game as an average. That's what counts, and that tells me this is a good defense. Finally, Merrill, um, I'm not going to ask you who's better or which staff is better, but can you make some comparisons or maybe you still think that this staff has some growing to do because it is new in the many of the positions, in the coordinator positions, compared to that 17 group where you had Frank, you had Doug Peterson, you had guys like Jim Schwartz. Some of these guys were former NFL coaches or soon-to-be NFL coaches. And you see a little bit of that potential dynamic here. You see, is the coaching staff, because they're going through uncharted waters too, Merrill. I mean, they've not been on a Super Bowl run before. They've gone through playoffs now. When he was with Frank a couple of years ago, when they went with uh, Philip Rivers and they were at, 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 with the Colts, just give me your thoughts on this coaching staff compared to that 2017 coaching staff. Do you see any comparisons? I think, well, I, th I think Doug was both liked and respected, which is important. You can't just be everybody's friend and you can't just crack the whip. Doug was that great balance of liked and respected. And so is Nick. The players like him a lot and they certainly respect him. He can crack the whip. And if you're, if you're comparing, well, I mean, you're talking about Jim Schwartz, who's been a head coach, who's been around for a long time, and you're talking about a young, first-time defensive coordinator in Jonathan Gannon. But believe me, he's, he's really good. This, this is a good coaching staff. It's tough to compare. Look, I'm a better broadcaster than I was 10 years ago or 15 years ago. I see things when I'm calling a game that I might not have seen then. Your instincts have been honed. And you mature and you, you grow and you'll uh, certain things become easier for you, not tougher. And I honestly believe that this is a staff that is growing with every game. But they're an excellent staff, and so was Doug's. Merrill, I do watch your, um, your highlight reel that the Eagles put together. And trust me when I tell you, you know, there's been some really great NFL broadcasters. My friend um, – uh, that you used to do the uh, the Giants back in the day. I can't remember his name. Oh my God, my my uncle used to uh, the, the guy from Syracuse. Oh God, when I was a young boy growing up. Uh, but anyway, Marty Glickman. Yeah, Marty Glickman. When I was a young kid, I used to go into the booth, and Marty Glickman was in there, and I'll never forget. My heart was broken because he went to the Jets because <laughs> <laughs> my uncle. And I'm like, you're going to the Jets. But when I used to listen to him doing those shows, I mean, Merrill, you're the only guy I've ever said that about. I go, this guy's like Marty Glickman, man. I mean, and people probably don't even know who Marty Glickman is. And I'm going, man, he, he was such a great play-by-play -play guy. I mean, well, it, it, still, it still looks like a lot of fun for you. It, oh, there's nothing I'd rather do. You know, I, I've, I've made no secret about my passion for the game of golf. I love it. Uh, but if you gave me a chance of playing 
the Masters or doing an Eagles game. Not that I'd be playing the Masters, but I'd rather I'd rather broadcast NFL football than anything else in the world. It's what I it's what I live for. Even even you know, it's golf may be one A, but this is this is one. There's nothing I love to do more than broadcast NFL football. I love it, absolutely love it, and I thank you for the nice words. Well, I'll tell you, I got a treat for you then. If you um, are ever down in that uh, neck of the woods in Georgia, let me know. I know, I know some folks that could get you on that thing, man. It takes a couple. I, I would have to have six months in advance, but if you ever <laughs> wanted to play, if you ever Hold wanted it. to play Augusta National, I've gotten five people on uh, that wait thing. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Go. Go. <laughs> Merrill, I'm not kidding you, man. I've gotten five people on that thing. You ever want to play Augusta? Let me know, man. I'll just need a couple months to set well, it up. And if they're not I, restarting, I, I am proudly a member of one of the great golf courses. So I'm not I'm not golf deprived. I am in one of those top wonderful golf courses in the world that I'm very proud of, and that's Marion. Oh so. my God, that's a great golf course. I've hey, by the way, you want to hear this too? Phil Sims lives on hole number fourteen at Baltistral. Oh wow! <laughs> my friend, my friend Bob Papa, who does the Giants so well, Bob is a member of Baltistral. Yeah, Baltistral. That I, I, hey, so how do you think I get out there? I go, Phil. I want to. I want to play Baltistral. He goes, Well, just know this: you better bring a pool cue. Because putters don't work for this time of the year. <laughs> Out there. Merrill, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. It's always fun to be on with you. You bet. That is the legendary Merrill Reese. I so appreciate him coming aboard with us. That's great stuff. Yeah, Phil Sims lives on Baltistral, man. He goes, Sills, when are you coming up here to play? And I go like this. I go, <laughs> he goes, don't bring your putter. Don't bring your putter, dude. <laughs> because... Right now, man, these things are as dry as it can get. Dude, I went out there and I shot 120. I'm not bad, okay? Big Seals can loop a little bit. And I shot 120. I got one time I got on like the 10th green at Baltistral and I 10 putted. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I got on in two. On in two, I 10 putted. Unbelievable. I mean, and it kept falling off. The, the ridges kept going off. I, I don't know how those guys play U.S. Opens on that thing. That thing is. Michael, thank you very much. God, I love talking to Merrill. Baltistral's a Dude, he belongs to Marion. That is so hard a golf course. Tannehill threw for 340 yards against Green Bay and won. How much will Hurts throw for? Hey, JT, know this. I, I, oh. I, I I thought the Titans missed AJ. Okay. Jeremiah, the only way we get any props is if we beat the Cowboys in the division game. We beat the Cowboys in the division game. San Francisco in the championship game, Mahomes. Hey, we, hey Xander, will you put that up what Jeremiah said? Put up what Jeremiah just put, said there, Xander. The only way we get... Well, what else is there? What else is there? Jeremiah. The take of the week. The only way we get props from Sills is if we beat the Cowboys 
in a divisional game, San Francisco in the championship game, Mahomes in the Super Bowl. What else is there? What, what, beating the Colts? You want pats on the back? JB, right. Thank you, brother. I'm not sure what Jeremiah, yeah, watch this. Yeah. Yeah. But will we still get props even when that happens? Bro, that would be like me sitting around like Bayless t- saying that LeBron James doesn't have a clutch gene. That story ends. That that ends. I've never talked trash on LeBron James's career. This guy's 20 years old. He's falling to pieces with the Lakers. What'd you think he was going to do? Not everybody's Brady. Brady, he defies father time. He defies it. Nine and one means nothing, Lee. Nine and one deserves a pat on the back. Well, Lee, I'll give you that. Nine and one. Yeah. Okay, Lee. Okay. Brian says Jalen needs to sit his head coach down and general manager and say, cool it. Hey, dude. Howie letting everybody know in Philadelphia, look what I did. What am I? God almighty, man. He has the biggest ego in the history of Philadelphia Eagle management. I'm saying this to you. Howie Roseman has a bigger ego than Buddy Ryan did. I'm trying to think of the egos and your your legendary city sports when it comes to management or coaching or managing. Let me think. Larry Boa? No. Who who else? Billy Cunningham? No. Who who had who me? I'm trying to think, man. Who has a bigger ego in Philly history in management? Ed Snipe? No. Oh, Bobby Clark. Bobby Clark, Bobby, Bobby Clark, Bobby Clark and Howie are the same guy. Bobby Clark and Howie Roseman have the two biggest egos in Philadelphia sports management history. There it is. You might want to drop Buddy in there. You might want to drop Buddy in there. The two biggest egomaniacs in management, management history in Philadelphia, Bobby Clark (laughs) <laughs> and Howie Roseman. Dude. Okay. Cowboys haven't done anything since 96. That's an understatement. Thank you, Dr. Obvious. <laughs> Eagles got one Super Bowl in franchise history. Howie will get the credit. Eagles are the number one team in the city. Howie! Yeah, but Bobby played on two. Bobby played on two championships, homie. 
That was Xander. And, you know, <laughs> oh, why? Because the Flyers have lost seven in a row. Nobody gives a shit about the Flyers. Howie's got the biggest ego. Okay. Howie's got the biggest ego in the history of Philadelphia Eagle management in sports. Woo! See him at the doorway going like this. There's my guys. See what I did for you? I, I brought in two guys. Uh, see, I'm waiting for you. How you doing, man? This guy. <laughs> Coach Roseman. Oh, I like how he's moves. Thank God he makes good moves because he surely doesn't draft. Jalen Hurts is the ice. JT's a Jets fan. JT. Seriously, dude. You can't be a fan of Fireman Ed. He's the most successful guy in the history of the Jets. Nobody's a Jet fan. Not even Robert Sala. <laughs> He's not a Jet fan. <laughs> no, no credit, Dan. Richard, you're 91. Here's your credit. Richard, wait a minute. By the way, top of the hour. In hour number two, we got the milk cart and eagle guys. Top 10 big sills power rankings for NFL this week. Our quarterback rankings are going to be in this hour as well. Wait a minute. You 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 want kudos for being 91? Congratulations. Here, here. Sills whips out the snake after he says, here's your credit. <laughs> uh, we run the ball sideways instead of downhill. Can't wait for the – oh, I got the milk carton kids, man. They're ready to rock. Sills Howie is little <coughs> – little Joe Banner. Joe Banner, man, did not have the ego. I know Joe. Oh, God, I, I got to get Joe on. I gotta get, but Joe, Joe loves his boy Howie. I've talked to him before. Yeah, that's my protege. I taught him everything he knows. Even even that even that greeting at the front gate. There's my guys. See my guys? Hugging, hugging Jalen, hugging Nick. That guy. Xander says that that guy has a big bigger ego than me. That's remarkable. <laughs> hey, that guy has a bigger ego than me. That's hard to find, man. That's hard to find, dude. Because Howie's the top three GM. And it's no dispute at all. Philiopolis says, too bad he sucks at drafting. <laughs> He's good at making deals, though, isn't he? He's a deal maker, like Trump. Art of the deal. Art of Howie. That's what we need to get, Xander. We need to get that Trump book, Art of the Deal, and put Howie's face on it instead of Trump's face. Art of the Deal. Do you know who this picture is? It's Howie Roseman. Art of the Deal. <laughs> Howie, Howie Roseman reminds me of Joe Pesci. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter who they beat. There'll be a problem in the playoffs. Eric, the 49ers are going to be incredible. Show, Hey, Justin Jefferson? I don't know, man. Dude laid an egg against the Cowboys, and he also laid an egg against the um, the Eagles. Hoss, you got to play in big games too, dog. This guy's turning into the Kirk Cousins of wideouts. 
You know, when you when you watch some of these big time wideouts in big games, you want to see Jerry Rice. Before you, you know what? Here, here's what I'm gonna say: this Justin Jefferson's a tremendous talent. Is he the best wide receiver in the game? I don't know. You gotta you gotta play big. They gotta play big in big games too. How about this? Justin Jefferson looks like Jalen Rager in big games. How can you go from Justin Jefferson to Jalen Rager? How can you be that guy? I mean, seven weeks, he's he's dominating the league. All of a sudden, here you go. He plays in the Cowboy game, and he plays in the Eagle game, and he's a no-show. I don't know. Sills, you on Santa's naughty list this week. <laughs> I'm always on Santa's bad list. Dan, credit for what? Who is hurt speed? He's beating no one. He gets this. I told you. Howie's a great dealer. Find someone else for drafting. Agreed. Agreed. Eagle Super Bowl, point blank. Really? Okay. All right. The big sills. Top 10 NFL teams. Also, we will do our quarterback rankings for this week. We still have defensive player of the year candidates. Oh, yeah. And the milk carton eagle guys. That's all next. Hit the like button. Hour two coming up. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles.
Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Eagle fans out. Yeah. You want to get Eric Allen in the Hall of Fame? You want to get him in the Hall of Fame? You know, I work with the Hall of Fame voters. Pro Football Hall of Fame started following me, too, because they know that many of the voters will come to me to get information built up on many of the candidates. Like, I'm really big on pushing Dwight Freeney, Connecticut guy. I know Dwight from his high school time in Connecticut. So I've been friends with Dwight Freeney for years. Broke my sack record in Connecticut. So um, I, I've, been, I've been friends with him. And as we get Jason Cole, uh, Jared Bell, Rick Gosselin. God, go down the list. I put... I put information together for about 15 of them. And then what they'll do is they'll text me and they'll ask me, Sills, like I was completely against Leroy Butler going in. They were like, I go, Leroy Butler? Remember when Fred Dean went in? I questioned that whole process. I'm like, Fred Dean? No one even knows who he is. He was a fine bass rusher, but he wasn't better than Leslie O'Neill or... Cornelius Bennett wasn't better than any of those guys. And I, I was like, absolutely not. So um, I, I'll, I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll show you some of the emails that I get and some of the text messages I get when they ask me for my five. They'll ask me for my five because it's down to 15 now in the semifinalist list. Then I'll put it down to five. They like to put five or six in now. Um, Plus now with the, uh, they don't have a blue ribbon committee any longer. Now they've expanded the veterans committee now too. Hey, by the way, Howard Balzer's also on that. So I, I do a lot of work for all that. I don't think Ricky Waters is a hall of famer. Fred Taylor. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer either. I, I, I Look, I think those guys are right. Like, look, I'll tell you what. I think McNabb's closer than them two. Joe Thomas. The only problem I have with Joe Thomas, Joe pa- Thomas has played the most meaningless football game in the history of any Hall of Fame nominee of all time. So you put a guy in that played on the most meaningless football 
ever. And I get it's not his fault. He was drafted to Cleveland. Joe follows me on Twitter. We've had he's asked me, Sills, what do you because he knows I'm part of the process. I don't select. I'm not and I'm not suggesting that. But what I do do is I give suggestions and I they ask me, what do you think? And I go, Joe, I, I think you are a Hall of Fame player that was in an unfortunate situation. What I don't get is Eric Allen not being in the Hall of Fame. Um, <clears throat> JM goes hater. No. I don't think Ricky Williams or Ricky. Um, shit, Ricky Williams is more of a Hall of Famer. Ricky Williams is more of a Hall of Fame back than he is. Ricky Watt. Um, I, I just never thought he was. I thought he was a good pulp. Hey, by the way, the other guy that played in San Francisco, um, the running back, um, 33, Roger Craig. He's by far a better player than Ricky Waters ever was. By far ever was. Um, Eric Allen, I'm shocked, actually. I think Seth's a fine ball player. I do not think Seth Joyner is a Hall of Fame player. Um, two, <clears throat> two old, I, I, you know, it's hard to say because I think Seth is a Hall of Fame talent. He played in an era of a lot of great linebackers too, though. So that you would have to you would have to put that in conversation too, dude. He played in the era of Pepper Johnson and um, Mike Singletary and all them great linebackers. Wilbur Marshall. I mean, how do you not consider Wilbur Marshall a Hall of Fame player? That's a great ball player. I mean, he's right there too. Uh, Jameson, Eli Manning's going to get in because he's NFL royalty. Plus his two Super Bowl MVPs and he beat Matt. He beat the GOAT. But if you look at his numbers, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, what I've looked up, he's 117 and 117 and one. His last 10 years in New York were nothing to write home about. Okay. Yeah, JM, Roger Craig's a better ball player. First guy to go 1,000 yards receiving, 1,000 yards rushing, played on three Super Bowl championship teams. How do you put him in? How do you put Ricky Waters in over Roger Craig? You know what I mean? I just, I never, I never, you know, and that that was, we had a conversation two years ago about Ricky Waters. And I brought Roger Craig's up. I go, well, how do you put that guy in over him? You know? Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan. I think Phillip Rivers is going to make it to the Hall of Fame. Big Ben's got two Super Bowl rings in Pittsburgh. Never had a losing year in 17 seasons. Ben Roethlisberger is going, JM, the problem with Devin Hester is that Devin Hester never really had a pure position. And when you start talking about special teams, it's new. You know, you're, you're starting to see place kickers go into the Hall of Fame. By the way, some of you don't know the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame released the 15 semifinals list. And um, Eric Allen is on that. Dwight Freeney is on that. Uh, James Harrison is back on it. By the way, I want to throw out this. Four Hurricanes. Butch Davis recruited four Hurricane guys who are semifinalists. Devin Hester. Vince Wolferk, Andre Johnson, and Reggie Wayne. 
I do not know why the University of Miami has not asked him to help recruit talent again to that place. Butch Davis is one of the greatest recruits. He did Ed Reed and Ray Lewis. He was one of the greatest recruiters of all time. How do not, how do you not have him part of your program? Hey, Dan, what a great question, Brian. Guys, I'll ask you this. Brian, I love this question. Who's a better player, Seth Joyner or Jeremiah Trotter? Hey, Brian, you see Jeremiah Trotter Jr. playing for Clemson this past weekend against Miami? That kid's going to go in the first round. He's a damn good-looking ball player. That kid, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Trotter's son could play. He plays at Clemson. He's a good football player, man. God, who's a better player, Seth Joyner or Jeremiah Trotter? Mm. Man. Wow, I never thought about that. Who's a better player, Seth or Jeremiah Trotter? Seth played with some spectacular football players. Jeff Fisher was his DC. Buddy Ryan, the overseer, the building of that defense. Ah, man. Mm. Looks like the crib keeper with Botox. Funny. Shady will make it? Don't think so. Great ball player, though. Um, think Trotter better than Seth? I don't know. I'm, I, that's all. I, you know what? I hate not giving answers. Man. Seth over Trotter, but by not much. <sighs> if any return is to break the glass ceiling, it's Hester. Well, what about Billy White Shoes Johnson, JM? How do you leave Billy White Shoes Johnson out of the Pro Football Hall of Fame when White Shoes was the first return dude to like really emphasize what it meant to have a return guy on your football team. How do you, how, how do you look at, you look at Devin Hester and you go, okay, well, Hester's a Hall of Fame talent, the things he did. By the way, they changed the kickoff return and the kickoff game because of Devin Hester. Michael Vick is not a Hall of Famer. He's not a Hall of Famer. Great player, though. Okay. Who was the return guy in Kansas City? Cherry? What about Sproles? I, I just think, again, another good ball player. Another good ball player. Right there. Damn, Sills, you have to answer the question. You have an answer for every I I, I don't I, Dante Hall, that's right. D'Angelo Hall. Um he's not better than White Shoes Johnson. Billy White Shoes Johnson had personality too. Gotta put him in the Pro Football Hall of Fame before you Ocho Cinco's not a Hall of Fame player. He's not a Hall of Fame player. Okay, he's not. I, I I think Ocho Cinco put up some pretty good. That means how many? 
Antonio Brown's a better player than Ocho Cinco. Antonio Brown's a better player than Ocho Cinco. You're not putting him in. At least I don't think you're going to put him in. I like that conversation. I, you know, I always bring that stuff up. All right, please hit the like button. We have the Big Sills Power 10 NFL teams. My quarterback. Also, in this hour, the Eagles milk carton guys. Brian Mitchell is... Ah. Man, Brian Mitchell, shit. Mm, yeah, if I had to recommend, Sills, we need a we need another special teams guy. Who would you go with? Would Brian Mitchell be on your list? Mitchell, White Shoes Johnson, Devin Hester, um, the kid from Buffalo too, would be in that conversation. Steve Tasker. Um. Yeah, I'd probably put Brian Brian Mitchell for sure. Okay? Brian Mitchell's got to be in that conversation. Seth Joyner, 206 games, 52 sacks, 27 interceptions. Trotter, 147, 12. Oh, man. Seth Joyner gets it. Absolutely. Those statistics right there, Ron. Ron, thank you for bringing that to my attention. Seth Joyner's, yeah. Seth's a better player. Those are those are tremendous. Look at the amount of games too. Look at that. He's got he has got over twenty sacks and over twenty ints. You don't find very many linebackers with that distinction, where you have over twenty sacks. He's got fifty two to boot, and he's got over twenty interceptions. You don't see that. That is really stunning, actually. And now that I look at the 206 in games, hey, Ron, I'd like to know how many of those games were consecutively played, too, that 206. Because that also plays a factor. He's limited, Ron, in his all-pro teams. I think he made two. Wow, those are really, those are really great numbers. Really great numbers. I wouldn't say it's not even close. That's 60 more games than than yeah, but longevity maniac has to play a factor too in the conversation when you're evaluating. Guy played longer at an elite level. So what are you gonna do? Um I, and I get because the conversation always comes back to Gail Sayers. Sayers was the youngest man inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I think him and Barry Sanders and maybe Terrell Davis because of the limited amount of years. And Sayers was the first ballot. I think Sayers went in at 30. So I think, I mean, Sayers was very young when he went into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He had to leave the game. He was a very young guy when he went into the Hall of Fame because of the knee injuries he had. All right, we're going to get to the milk cart. Should we do the milk carton guys now? Then we'll do the uh, Big Seals Power 10. Should we do the milk carton? Deshaun Jackson, really a fine ball player, not a Hall of Famer. James Harrison is a slam dunk first ballot Hall of Famer. You'll probably have 
a 10-minute conversation about him, and then you'll put him in. Plus the fact that he was unheralded as a draft choice. He was cut a bunch of times. The Ravens had him. Can you imagine if the Ravens had the insight to have him and Suggs on that same team with Ed Reed and Ray Lewis and Woodson and with Deion Sanders? They cut him. I like the tomato can Hall of Fame. Baker Mayfield is the leading um, nominee to go into the tomato can Hall of Fame. I'm not playing good enough. What gave what gave that away? <laughs> You're talking, hey, one of the all-time great tomato cans, Baker Mayfield, number one pick overall. Five years later, everyone knows he's a tomato can. Holy cow. Here are the Eagles. Milk carton guys for the Indianapolis Colts game. Now, this is a very important public service announcement. It's very important. If you've seen these guys, please call the Novacare Center. And I'm sure Howie's plastered his cell phone somewhere because he likes taking credit for everything. I'm surprised Howie Roseman doesn't have a uh, billboard on 95 going over the bridge there. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you don't see Howie going, hey, this is Howie Roseman. I built the Eagles. I got ya. Big O, I got ya. I got ya. Eagle milk carton guys for week 11. Fletcher Cox. <whistles> Sorry, bud. This is the report. We haven't seen him in weeks. We heard he was wandering the streets, exhausted. <laughs> there was a report he was working the fair as a turnstile, but nobody, you know, I mean, I don't know. Number three. See, this one's a tough one for me because I think, I, I think this guy was kidnapped. I I I I don't I don't think he didn't show. I think he was. I think Miles Sanders has been kidnapped. <laughs> hey, I think Miles Sanders. Am I right? I think Miles Sanders has been kidnapped or something. I mean, you got Kenneth Gainwell out there instead of Miles Sanders. Can can I please? Can you guys please do me a favor here? Tell me my conspiracy theory's wrong here. But how about this one? When it comes to Miles Sanders, you think Howie's not playing this guy in critical situations that they're trying to get a third down back going instead of him so that they don't have to pay this guy? Or do you buy into what Merrill said? When Merrill said, hey, they're trying to save him for December and January. I, You know, I kind of buy into that a little bit. I kind of buy into that. But if you're going to let him go at the end of the year anyway, why wouldn't you play this guy right through, right? I don't know, man. I just am I am I overthinking it or am I overcooking it? Yeah, it was this was a tough one to put him on the Eagle milk carton, guys. Because I mean, I think Miles Sanders maybe had been kidnapped. Because I don't know what to make of this dude here, man. Brian, they may be saving him for the playoffs. They may be, you know what I mean? They may be saving him. But look at Xander, man. 
Xander already knows. And without further ado, this guy hasn't been seen since Chicago. And I mean, he was getting on an airplane. Has anyone seen Robert Quinn? I mean, look, man, I say this to you all the time. When Jesse James walked into banks, he was using a gun and a Tommy gun to rob banks. I mean, Robert Quinn, dude, I mean, I'd rather have that roster spot for somebody else. Dude, Robert Quinn, where are you, man? Dude, pretty soon we're going to start sending smoke signals out. I'm going to get my teepee going. Robert Quinn. <laughs> I'm going to get my smoke signals going. Goes through the top of my teepee. Have you seen this man, Robert Quinn? Holy cow. Sanders, Fletcher Cox, and Robert Quinn. He had only 10 snaps. Really? <laughs> I didn't see him. Sorry. Uh, more football to play? <laughs> Car 54. <laughs> Car 54, where are you? Only the older folks will get that. Only the older folks will get that, JM. Car 54, where are you? Car 54, where are you? That's hilarious. That is absolutely hilarious. There's your milk carton, guys. I saw Quinn in the trainer's room. <laughs> uh, I saw I saw Robert Quinn at a Wawa. <laughs> Five Star says the Eagles have released Jared Williams from the practice squad, injured reserve list, and released Auden Tate from the practice squad. How he's getting ready to make a move. Grandpa Munster. <laughs> Holy cow. This is a terrible list here too, man. I hate doing that to people, bud. Big Sills always has a milk carton list. My bosses used to hate that list. <laughs> because the organizations would always call, like the Tampa Bay Bucks would always go, why, why, why the milk carton list? What a milk carton list. I don't know. Have you seen this guy? <laughs> Bucks hated that list. <laughs> Used to call me every time and complain. I'll tell you one thing you'll never see on that milk carton list. Is Howie Roseman or Nick. <laughs> Howie Roseman and Nick? Those guys are like pom-pom cheerleaders. <clears throat> so you, you, know, you know who Sirianni and Howie remind me of? You know the guys that are on the aircraft carrier that are going like this? <laughs> They're landing the F-17s or 16s, right? They're on to Carl Vincent. Here's Howie. <laughs> Howie's on the Carl Vincent. Nick's over here going like this. This is for you, Colonel Nimitz. General Nimitz, this is for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do my research. Very good, Drew. By the way, I watched Miami this weekend. Van Dyke is definitely a milk carton kid. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, 
I don't know what you're talking about, Jeremiah. I have no idea what you're talking about. Holy cow. That shit was for Frank Wright. <laughs> that shit was for Frank Wright. Everyone in the stands is going, what? Who's he talking to? Here's to you, buddy. <laughs> what a what a freak show. Sirianni worked for that. <laughs> oh, hey, Jeremiah, that's where we agree. Dude, can you imagine? You know what working for a guy like Jim Irsay is like? Every one of you guys know what we're talking about here. Okay? You know, you know, you walk in one day, this guy is this guy. The next day you walk in, he's that guy. You walk in, he's that guy. That sucks. Nobody likes to walk in or live in an environment like that. One day you got somebody who's really great. Next day they suck ass. That's terrible workplace. Every, you know, I'll, I'll tell you one thing about the Eagles that they've done this year that I really love. It looks like a bunch of fun to play there. Looks like a bunch of fun. You got to have some fun in this, man. It's a grind. All right. I know we've been waiting for this. My top 10 NFL teams. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I think some of you are going to be surprised. The Big Seals top 10 NFL football teams, then we're going to do the quarterbacks. We also have my candidates for Defensive Player of the Year, which I have a vote for. I think you'll be surprised at one of the names. I can't believe I put this guy's name on this list. Muhammad, you're going to be stunned. Hey, Dan, your show is very entertaining. You know, my wife says that to me at the dinner table every night, Muhammad. <laughs> and, 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 hey, Muhammad, you know what my daughter says? Hey, Sills, I see why a lot of people hate you. My daughter, she dropped the Sills on me. I said, they don't hate me. They go, yes, they do, Dad. <laughs> and please do me a favor. Don't bring my, my name up in anything. I don't want, I don't want any hate mail. <laughs> people don't hate me, Danielle. Ugh. Here we go. Top 10. The 10th best team in the National Football League, according to Big Sills. Patriots, Bill Belichick is running down Don Shula. I don't think it's in his best days right now as a head coach, but you know what Belichick is running down now? The regular season record for the most wins by an NFL head coach. He has just about every other record there is, and Coach Belichick is on the heels pretty soon. I think next year or the year after, Bill Belichick is going to pass Don Shula. He's already passed George Hallis. I mean, Belichick is going to go down as the greatest NFL head football coach in the history of the sport. Thank you, Charles. 
Number nine, the New York football giants. Boy, Brian Dable, way to go, dude. You are some football coach. To take that shitbox quarterback at Daniel Jones and make him win? Can you imagine if the Giants had Jimmy Garoppolo? If the Giants had Jimmy Garoppolo, they might be undefeated. I, I, I think Garoppolo's going to land in New York. Can you imagine Garoppolo and Brian Dable working together? And you have Saquon Barkley. If I'm the Giants, Garoppolo's 31. I got five years of Jimmy G. I'm good with that. Draft a quarterback, develop him behind Garoppolo. Saquon Barkley's playing spectacular football. The Giants. By the way, watch this. Do I think they're even in the Eagles league? No. But they're winning. I dropped the Vikings to eight. I'm sorry. Until you win a big game. If I criticize the Philadelphia Eagles for not winning big games, you can't drop your biggest games of the year. Shit, the Eagles beat you and the Cowboys this year. I don't know. They've played their big game so far. Um, in the early part of the schedule, they got a couple more coming up. The Eagles, at least they come through. Even with cheating, they didn't cheat. There's a difference with breaking rules and cheating. It's not cheating. Not when you continually win Super Bowls after. Ain't no cheating. Deflated footballs. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Spygate. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know the only thing that I'll say that they ever did that was really suspect. They used to turn off the headsets for the opposing team. And that rule got put into place because they were turning headsets off. Number seven, the Ravens. Ravens got to play better defense. Lamar, Lamar's got to pick, Lamar's playing really good ball, but he's got to play better. Number six, here it is. Big Sills, top 10 NFL teams. Number six, Jimmy G, baby, and the San Francisco 49ers. They're freaking screaming up this list. Woo! 49ers, baby. Do you have a better quarterback than Garoppolo? No. You have a quarterback that's playing better football than Jimmy G. But you don't have a better quarterback than him. That's all you have. What's Jimmy G ever won? Well, he's 4-2 and two in the playoffs. Have you won a game yet with him in the playoffs? Oh, that's right. You were crushed. Have you been to an NFC title game? He's been to two last three years, and he's won one. Huh. You got to get out of the opening round first. Here now are the top five. Big Sales top 10 NFL 
power rankings. I got the Dolphins at five, the Miami Dolphins. Who would have ever thought that the Dolphins would be better without Brian Flores? Now, you bring in Tyree Kill. And, <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, too, that tackle they brought in from um, New Orleans has played great football. Has played great football. He's He's been healthy, too. That was a big deal with him coming over to Miami. They played pretty good on defense, too. I got the Dolphins at five. Number four, the Dallas Cowboys. Dak is back. Wow. They destroyed the Vikings more so than you did. And they did it at their place. What's a more impressive win? You beating Cooper Rush or Dak going to Minneapolis and winning? Greg, Jimmy G. Hey, Greg, what's your guy done? He gets a pat on the back. I love guys like Greg. Jimmy G. Ha, ha, ha. Jalen Hurts. Ha, 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 ha. He's done nothing, man. He hasn't even won a swing set yet. He hasn't even won a swing set. A seesaw. <laughs> nothing. He hasn't even, like, won a Gatorade yet. He's 9-1. You don't get really a lot of things in the NFL for going 9-1. Jimmy G's an athletic Alex Smith. Did Alex Smith ever win a conference championship game? I must have missed that one. <laughs> I, I must have missed that. <laughs> but seriously, I must have missed that that Super Bowl appearance by Alex Smith. I must, I, I must have missed that one. Number three, big sales. Top 10 NFL teams of the week. Here we are. We're now in the top three. God, we have a lot to hit on. The number three power ranking NFL team on the big sales power rankings. Finishing up week 11 of the NFL. Heading into week 12. The Buffalo Bills. They'll get there. Their quarterback is too good not to. They got to figure out the second half of football games and adjustments. Ken Dorsey's still going through that. Got to be better on script in the second half. As good as you are in the first half. Don't let Josh Allen freelance too much because he gets himself in trouble. You got to rein that shit in, Ken. I love you. You know that. You got to rein that shit in, Ken. We are now in the top two. The team from the city of brotherly love, the Philadelphia Eagles, are now number two are the Big Seals top 10 NFL teams. And number one, with the best quarterback, coach combination in the league, by far, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are number one. 
that was probably more so my dynamic with the Chiefs. You don't have Patrick Mahomes, nor do you have Andy Reid. You got emotional Nick and steady Jalen. Thank God. But what you have in Kansas City is the best arm talent in the game and level-headed and steady Andy Reid. And it's not close. You have nothing in Philly that's even remotely close to that dynamic in Kansas City. Nothing. Your coach is not... Andy Reid's probably the best coach in the NFL right now. Some would go like this. Well, he's got Patrick Mahomes. Funny, he did the same shit in Philadelphia with McNabb. You know, that'd be one thing to say, well, you know, he's got Mahomes. Well, he did the same stuff. Five conference championship games in Philly, and he's doing it now in Kansas City. I don't know. Difference is in Kansas City, he's got a quarterback that got him across the tape. That thing is not even close. Not even close. Well, Philly, why did you lose to Washington? Really? Who gives a shit they lost to the Colts? You had to squeeze one out against the four, six, and one Colts. Congratulations. <laughs> You're not better than Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. So here are your top 10. Gigantes, Vikings, Ravens at seven, 49ers at six, Dolphins at five, Cowboys at four, Bills at three, Eagles at two, Chiefs at one. By the way, the 49ers and Cowboys have a better offense than the Eagles right now. That's a fact. That's a fact. Now, AJ gets healthy. They figure out what they're doing with Miles Sanders and they get Goddard back. We're talking different. But that's part of the NFL, war of attrition. Look, look, look at JM. He thinks they have a better offense without Dallas Goddard than, than Andy Reid and, and, and some of these other places. Like the 40. You don't have a better offense they got Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, a running game, the best tackle in the game on offense, and you think your offense is better when your wide receivers have been Casper to ghost the last two weeks. Congratulations. That's a dumbass take. It's a fluid list. Thank you, GT. That's right, Dre. It'll change. It'll change. Eagles have the second-ranked defense and the fifth-ranked offense. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, they looked at it against Indy, and they looked at it. <laughs> yeah, because you play shitbag teams. <laughs> you play dog teams. Look at who you who, who have they played in the last month. Have you played a winning team? Yes. The only winning team you played in a month beat you. Did you know that? Let me think about that. Steelers, Texans, Washington, and the Colts. 
So in the last month, you've played four teams, and the only team with a winning record, they beat you. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> oh, man. Very interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Sills, I don't think the Niners will make the playoffs unless they win the division. They're going to beat Seattle in two weeks, I think it is. That's a hard take, Big Sills. <laughs> you notice how it's not a problem Mahomes loses to the Colts? No, because you know why? Mahomes does it in the playoffs. What's your guy done in the play? Look at look at look at Pablo. The regular season. I mean, really, <laughs> this guy's been a four NFC AFC championship games in a row. You guys went on the road and got destroyed. You're making it sound. Are you really trying to put Patrick Mahomes's uh, team up against you, boy, man? You really think a lot of yourselves after coming off a hair biting win against the Colts. Wait, and you get the cheerleader screaming at the Colt fans. I thought he beat Peyton Manning. I thought I, I thought Sirianni beat Peyton Manning. Hey, this is for fucking Frank Reich. Everyone in the stands is like, what's he doing? Harry High School. Affected his ability to coach that team. And same thing with the offense, man. They look stupid coaching that Colts game. They look stupid. Dude, keep your poise. Your quarterback did. You know the quarterback's poise won that game? Wasn't the coach's poise. He didn't have any. Guys bawling and crying. Screaming at fans. That's not poise. That's not poise under pressure. That's a panic. (laughs) The quarterback was the only guy with poise. That whole offensive thing was a shit show. That thing was a shit show. (laughs) I mean, the coach had no poise. Yeah, you're right, Midas. I could see Sirianni and his tears out coaching um, Andy Reid. (laughs) Uh, dude's emotional yeah okay i get it man but like i told everybody about dick vermeil when we had meryl reese on dick vermeil's an emotional guy he cries a lot right so vermeil has in his eyes and a whip in his hand (laughs) those are scary dudes dick vermeil has a whip and tears Hey, man, he's the guy that says this. I'm going to hate to beat the shit out of you guys today in practice for eight hours. I, I'm going to hate it. You're like, oh, my God. Dude, <laughs> Dude Dick Vermeule's a frightening coach. Those are frightening coaches. They got, they, got, they, got, they got a whip in their hand, and Dick's crying like this. I'm going to hate to have to kick the shit out of you for three hours. Two times a day. Oh, my God. I'm going to hate it. 
I really, guys, I love you to death, but I got to beat the shit out of you. And he's tearing up. And you're like, oh, my God. Uh, dude. Oh, Midas, that's right. Keep it up, baby. Hey, you guys still want to make that bet he doesn't throw for 4K? Where's he now? Let's see where he is. Let's see where he is right now. Let me see here. Jalen Hurts stats. Xander thinks he's going to throw for 5,500 yards and 88 touchdowns. <laughs> okay. You still, he's at 2,400 yards. You think in the next seven games, he throws for another 1,600 yards. <laughs> hey, who wants to make that bet with me? Oh, no, I never said he's throwing for 4,000 yards. Oh, no, I said 4,000. He'll never throw for 4,000. No, 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 no. Don't change that on me, Philly guy. Oh, no. You guys made a bet with me, GT, too, boy. GT says that he's going for 44-5. Yo, hey, wait a minute. So you think he throws for 1,600 yards in the next seven games? Okay. <laughs> we Never happened. Never. Xander thinks he's going to throw for 4,500 yards and 55 touchdowns. Get his $50 million. I guarantee he ends up with somewhere around 38, 39, somewhere in there. Plus Goddard being out. His inability to find Devontae. How you doing? I think he'll go for 41. 4K, baby. Not happening. Ever. Hey, I still got our quarterback rankings. We're going to do that at the top of the hour. Also, my defensive player of the year candidates. I want to, I want to, I want to throw this at you. I want to throw this at you. Well, he hasn't thrown for 228 a game, Jackson, in the last two weeks. Okay. You know why? He's being asked to run more. Do you understand his rushing attempts are going up? Which is going to bring down his passing attempts and his opportunities. Because whatever you're doing with Miles Sanders is going to affect his passing game. Okay, Jeremiah, we'll see. You think that this guy's going to throw for 35 attempts and run for 20 attempts? Boy, I'll tell you. Good luck to you. I hope you don't get hurt, man. You're asking a lot of that kid, but he's the guy to do it. He'll he'll break the glass ceiling. Um, Kurtz is the sixth quarterback. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. I care about postseason play. He's the 15th guy to, to carry for 30 touchdowns to 20. Uh, it's, it's dumb. It's a different game today. He'll throw for 300 this game. Against the Packers? 4K, baby. Let's take a quick time out. Keep it here on the National Football Show. 
Don't wait until after Thanksgiving for leftovers. It's the new leftover sales event at Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Jeff must get rid of hundreds of new 2022 vehicles on the lot. Rams, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers, Jeff has them all for less. Jeff has reduced prices and payments to the lowest they've been all year. And Jeff knocks down high interest rates, save thousands more than anywhere else. Plus, get more for any trade or lease return. You always win at Jeff's great selection, best price. Hurry in now. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Black Friday sales event. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. University, our graduates are among the most highly trained in their profession because of our unique emphasis on research, interprofessional collaboration, and early clinical exposure. Learn more about our programs at salis.edu. National Football Show. How are you guys doing? Four K. We'll see. Look at my boy Jimmy G. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. What a quarterback! Forty three, nineteen, and oh, four TDs last night. That was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Love it. Could they, Listen how that rolls off my tongue. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Jimmy G was awesome last night. Winning ball games, man. This guy just wins games, man. He's just a winner. 
And the thing I loved about it was he's throwing the ball away. Good for him, man. Jimmy's got the most important intangible wins. Jalen's nine and one. Okay. This guy's 43 and 19. <laughs> 43 and 19. With an NFC championship and two appearances in that game in the last three years. And his team's gonna probably get to the NFC title game again. I don't care. I don't is there a quarterback outside of Brady? Let me see. Brady, Aaron Rod, he completely outplays Dak. And you haven't beaten Dak yet in a bit. He's seven to three against the Eagles. Oh, uh, let me see. Holy cow. Name me a quarterback that has done more in the last four years than Garoppolo. Brady? Well, Burrow has done as much. Stafford? Who else? Huh. Ain't Rodgers. Ain't Dak. Damn. I'll take Hurts over Jimmy G in a championship game. Well, first you got to get there, kid. First you got to get there. He's been to two. First you got to get there. (laughs) See, that's the thing. You haven't gotten there. He's gotten there. He's been there, and he's won one. You haven't. He's gotten there. Jesus, gravity. Jimmy G's going to make so much money this coming offseason. And my God, he's going to go either to the Jets. He's going to be the biggest star in New York since Joe Namath. You see all them chicks at the Golden State Warrior game wanting to come up and meet Jimmy Garoppolo? Good-looking Italian kid in New York? Holy cow. Kyrie Irving is the direct opposite. He goes to Brooklyn and, hey, hey, Kyrie, this just in. A guy who's like from that neck of the woods, let me hook you up on something. There's about 72 synagogues on the way down to the Barclay Center. Insulting the Jewish community might not have been your biggest bet. <laughs> I mean, you might want to have somebody help you out on that one. Garoppolo's going to go to New York, and he's going to be down in Soho, down with the mob guys. Hey, look at this guy. He's got to know his last name. Oh, this guy's the best thing to hit New York since DiMaggio. Look at this guy. Hey, look at Jimmy G. Holy cow. This guy's going to be down in Little Italy down there, <laughs> hooking it up down there, man. With Mama Leone's down there going like this. Hey, Pasta Vazul, can you bring it, please? Over here, over here. What are we talking about? And by the way, I like my manicotti. Okay, I like it a little bit extra cooked. <laughs> and my medical, you know, don't make it soupy. My grandmother put a lot of oil, olive oil in it. I don't like my stuff swimming in it. <laughs> uh, right? 
Hey, you know, when you make your lasagna, don't make it with too much cheese. Little more meat. And don't swim it in the olive oil. Oh, my God. Oh, he ain't going to the Jets. Why would he go to the Jets? He wants to win. <laughs> hey, hey, 85. My old chick, my old girlfriend, brought me to Dice Clay. Put me in the front there, man. Get this. This was at Dangerfields years and years ago. 85. Check it out. It was my birthday. And my old girlfriend from Miami brought me up there. I was with a bunch of my friends. And get this. You know who the MC was? Roseanne Barr. So Roseanne Barr comes out, and, and Rodney was there. He starts goof, goofing all over me. It was on. So Rodney comes out. Roseanne Barr comes out. Sam Kinison comes out. Then Dice Clay comes out. We sat around, drank, had drinks with him. He was fabulous. What a great night that was. So I had Roseanne Barr, Sam Kinison. And I used to go see Sam Kinison a lot when he was alive. I liked Sam. I was kind of friends with him. I loved Sam Kinison. Oh, man, I loved him. He, he was so insulting. That's what my daughter says. Dad, you're the most insulting human being I've ever known. I said, that's not true. Hey, 85, it was the most insane thing I ever saw in my life. I had never laughed so hard in my life. Roseanne Barr was so filthy. <laughs> she was so filthy, man. I mean, I put my hand over my eyes. I mean, she goes like this. She looked at me. She goes, what, you can't take it, big guy? And I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, oh, man, it was so much. Oh, my God, was that funny. Hey, Dan, if you had to bet a million dollars on somebody pick up a first down, is it Jimmy G or Jalen Hurts? I'd probably pick Jalen. He could do more. If I had to pick a guy to win a game, I'm picking 43 and 19 and 0, baby. And he has a win over you. Take the, I'll take the Paisan. If I had to win a game, he's my guy. If I had to pick up a first down, I'll take Jalen. How's that for you? If I had to win a meaningful ball game, your boy hasn't yet. If I had to pick a meaningful game, 43-19-0. How you doing? Let's go. Niners are coming for everybody, man. That's going to be one whale of a – hey, all kidding aside, that is going to be one whale of a NFC title game if those two teams are fortunate enough to meet at Lincoln Financial. I think the Eagles are going to have home field. What a game, man. That is going to be something else, man. And if Garoppolo went, hey, can you imagine this? Let's just, hey, put this to the side, though. Can you imagine if Garoppolo beats the Eagles and then goes on and beats Mahomes in the Super Bowl? And he ends up getting his redemption against Mahomes. You're going to let him walk out of the building in San Francisco at 31? You're going to let the reigning Super Bowl MVP walk out of the building after going to three NFC title games Winning two NFC title games in a Super Bowl, you're going to let him walk out? You have to, don't you? Or someone's fired for Trey Lance. 
You have to fire Garoppolo no matter what happens. You have to fire him. Or someone's fired. Either John Lynch or Kyle Shanahan. We never met a bet that Garoppolo would throw for 4K. I think he's got as many touchdowns as um, Jalen Hurts does now when it comes to passing touchdowns. And I think he missed the first couple weeks, right? Because they were doing that stupid experiment with Trey Lance. MVP is fairly presumptuous. So is your guy winning the uh, NFC title game and throwing for 4K. (laughs) Dave Chappelle. Now, that's a funny way of looking at me. I've been called many things, Chappelle and and Trump, a combination, GT. (laughs) Ever. Hour three. Hit the like button. We still got a ton to hit on. My NFL quarterback ranking list. This is a big favorite. Also, a little bit on the old line of the Eagles. This is pretty interesting here. Okay? And my defensive player of the year candidates. Let's do all that next. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you're having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online.
Sales National Football Show, hour number three. Oh, by the way, we are going to have a big sales marathon on Friday. Stay tuned for more info. You probably will get it here. Also, on my Twitter page, we're going to be working during the holidays. And Jacob and I are coming up with ways to have some more programming during like Christmas Eve, the day after Christmas, such like that. And also this Friday, because these are some critical games coming up here for the Eagles. And it's just a mountain of football games. I think that's going to be one of the best looking Thanksgiving Day calendar of games for the NFL. Some pretty good college football games too. So we're going to be doing a special on Friday for Jacob Sports. Really proud of that. that. And by the way, I love over on my Twitter page, Julio, I, I can't believe you really think your takes are reviving your career. I go, bro, I don't have to revive my career. Everyone knows who I am. Ask Michael Parsons. Ask Jason Kelsey. I don't have to revive anything. <laughs> You're under some notion and some misconception here. <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking about. I tweet anything or say anything, it gets brought up again. That's the guys with like an egg and no, no followers. And, you know, I don't watch Jacob because of you, silly. <laughs> you know what, dude? Dude, these people love that because they know you're lying. <laughs> Hit the like button. I appreciate everybody. By the way, I want to show you something here about your – I want to show you guys something about the way the Eagle O-line's playing. This is pretty good. This is 10 games. Listen to this. Jordan Malad has given up the most sacks, four. Landon Dickerson, none. Jason Kelsey, none. Isaac Sayamalu, one. Lane Johnson, none. Guys, that's pretty impressive. Okay? That's pretty impressive. Hey, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell you guys this because this is something to do with the Hall of Fame. Okay, this is this is Butch, this is Butch, Butch's he. I can't show you his number, but this is Butch Davis. He just he just texted me. I, I'll get that here in a minute. Dude, your old line's playing great football. Five total sacks allowed is amazing stat. Marcos, that's where I'm going. So five sacks and 10 NFL football games is utterly amazing. Okay? Dude, this thing here. Look, Malata plays the toughest position, and he's hurt. And Jordan's going to get it right. That's pretty amazing. That's amazing stuff right there. Four sacks for Malata. Landon Dickerson, zero. Kelsey, zero. Sayamala, one. And Lane Johnson, none. Dude, that's as good a number after 10 games as I've ever seen. As I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, you say it's because Jalen's running. I, I Jalen's throwing the ball too, though, man. He's doing. They've been doing a lot more drop back lately over the last month. I don't know, man. I that's really great. 
okay? Jalen Hurts is a wannabe Lamar. Well, I don't know about you, man, but he's winning ball games like Lamar. Then say that, say what you will about the Niners, but the Eagles will have the real home field advantage. 3K mile. Yeah, absolutely, 85. They will have the home field advantage, and it will be a factor. It will be a factor. JM, I'll find that out tomorrow how many hurries. He, he really, fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. Guys, I, I got a text from Butch because I asked a question today. And the University of Miami has four semifinalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I asked Butch if he recruited every one of them. Devin Hester, Andre Johnson, Reggie Wayne, and Vince Wolford. He said yes, and this is what he texted me. Butch Davis. Butch Davis recruited 35 first-rounders. Reggie Wayne, Jeremy Shockey, Santana Moss, Vince Wolferk, Andre Johnson. Six years at UM, four years at UNC, and four years at FIU. 37 first-rounders, 158 players. He drafted personally Butch Davis. Holy cow. Look at that, man. Butch did Devin Hester. He did Reggie Wayne. He did Ed Reed. He did um, Ray Lewis. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. All right. Let's get into... I'll reset a little bit to what we talked about in the first in the first hour. Jay says, Dan, let's say we make it to the Super Bowl and lose. Would you consider that a disappointing... Jay, I would consider that a disappointing finish to the season. How about this, Jay? Jay, that would be a disappointing finish to a very successful season. Okay? Because here's the difference between this one and McNabb losing the Super Bowl. You ready? You were expected to get there. You were not expected to get to this point of the season, you getting to the Super Bowl with a second-year starting quarterback. You were not expected to do that. A lot of the things the Eagles are doing this year are unexpected. Okay? It's unexpected. So it's a little different than McNabb's run. Okay, now... If, if you get to the Super Bowl next year, you lose it, then I would say it's a disaster. But this year, I would, no. I would say this. Do you think the Philly season was a, was a disaster? You were surprised you got to the World Series, right? Especially after firing your manager. Aren't you surprised where the Eagles are now after that disaster when you were 4-11-1? I don't know about you. I mean, no one's expecting this. Now, I threw that out early because I thought they were going in the right direction, and I said they're going to get to the Super Bowl and lose to the Bills. If they get to the Super Bowl, they have to win it all. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right, I know. But I wouldn't. I, how about this? Yeah, if Jalen Hurts gets to the Super Bowl, and they lose 28-27, some fashion like that, Jalen Hurts is going to get $45 million. If Jalen Hurts gets to the Super Bowl, they're going to pay him $40 million. Okay? $40 million. 
whether he wins it or loses it. He, he, he gets that far because most likely he'll have to either beat a 49er team or guess what? He's going to have to beat Brady. Somewhere in there, and Mahomes. So get this. If he beats the Niners, beats Dak, say they get to the NFC title game, and it's Niners. No, and it, how about this? Eagles beat Dak in the divisional round. Then he turns around and beats Brady in the NFC title game. Then he turns around and he beats Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Bro, the conversation all offseason will be about money and how much. It's not going to be whether he's the guy. It's going to be how much. Because there, then guys like Big Sills, there's nothing that I would have to sit there and say, you can't build that team around him. The only issue I would have, again, is that I don't think that style has a high ceiling because these guys don't play long. I would be uh, more on a short-term deal, five-year deal, potentially four. You start talking about beating Dak, Brady, Mahomes. You get home field advantage. What other obstacle would you need to knock down? I'll tell you this. Jalen Hurts is going to be the starting quarterback in the Pro Bowl. I know they don't play it anymore. But he's going to be the NFC representative. When's the last time you had a starting quarterback that was the lead guy and the number one guy? Has to be McNabb, right? There's nothing, not even a guy like me would say. Not even a guy like me could go, hey, you know, you can't pay this guy because you're going to wreck it. Hey, screw that. Wreck the team. He made the team. I will be the first to say that, too. Hey, this guy did a Lamar on me. Only difference is, this guy actually went further than Lamar. Chris goes, Brady, are you serious? They won't make, make it either. Chris, they're in the NFC South, guy. Who, the four and six or the four and five Falcons are going to beat them? They're going to have, they're going to win a division. Brady. I love how Chris, so Chris is the kind of guy that goes like this. Brady sucks. He's no, actually Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady's got two picks this year. Let's take a look at Tom Brady's stats. I haven't even looked at it. Brady sucks this year. Let's take a look at that and see how accurate you are, Chris. Tom Brady's stats. Let's see how bad Brady's playing, according to Chris. Chris, let's see here. Tom Brady stats, 2022. So Brady's got 28.05, two picks, 12 touchdowns, and 91.9 at 45. He's got 2,800 yards. He's got more passing yards than Jalen Hurts does, and he's an MVP. (laughs) Okay. Brady's got two picks? That don't sound like a guy who sucks. Two picks? Okay. 
Let's see what Tom Brady's on pace for. I like that little ESPN tracker. Okay, let me see here. Doesn't matter what the record is, numb nuts. Once you get into the postseason, it won't matter. Let's see. He's projected for 4,700 yards by far more than Jalen will have. And he's on pace for 25 touchdowns and three interceptions. <laughs> yeah. You bet. You take Jalen. I'll take Tom. <laughs> hey, Xander, who you got in the playoff game? Jalen Hurts or Tom Brady? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. The Eagles are 0-1 versus Brady. No, under Jalen. No, 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 no. Tom Brady. That's the one guy I don't want to see for Philly. Jonathan Cannon versus Tom Brady. We'll find out how good that coordinator is. He was terrible last year. Yeah, but I know he didn't have all the pieces. Okay. Hey, Tua. Oh, that. Hey, Jersey Dolphin. Let's do that now. Here we go. We'll do the MVP tomorrow. The Big Sales quarterback rankings ending week 11, heading into week 12 of the National Football League. Here we go. Number 10. Starting to work on a two-year contract for this guy. And it's been one of the most remarkable turnaround seasons in the history of the NFL. I would make this comparison. I don't know if you guys would as well. But to me, what Geno Smith is doing reminds me of Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon has done remarkable stuff. Okay? And Geno Smith, it, 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 it's mind-numbing where he has the Seattle team. Can you believe it? That Geno Smith is a better quarterback today than Russell Wilson is. He's a better quarterback than Russell Wilson right now. I mean, usually Yale, that award for comeback player of the year, they'll probably give it to Barkley because Barkley was injured. And you usually give it to an injured player. But um, Geno Smith coming from the depths of being forgotten. And, you know, Geno Smith was probably sent to the island of misfit toys. And here he is now in an MVP conversation and playing great football for him. Fantastic. Geno Smith. Seattle Seahawks, number 10. Number nine. This is probably how the conversation is going to go for this player when he's up for Hall of Fame. You're probably just going to go like this, TB12, and sit down. It's Tom Brady. Brady's back in the list. Um, his football team is going to win the NFC South and Tom Brady in the postseason. Scary. 
He's always scary. Tom Brady has won 36 playoff games, including one last year against your boys. 36. The next closest guy has 16, Joe Montana. My God. Number eight. Bona Fortuna. Bona Fortuna. Bona Fortuna. Please. My boy. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him. Okay. Bona Fortuna. Number eight, Jimmy G. Oh, Garoppolo. This guy's like a fine cannoli, man. Holy cow. This guy's like a cannoli, man. Made perfectly, too. By the way, I'm hearing great things. So when Big Sill shows up to Philly, I need a good cannoli shop. Okay, so cannolis. I like the shell a little hard, okay? And I like homemade in the middle. You know what I mean? Don't give me any of that processed bullshit. I don't want any of that. A cannoli is one of the most important things that a city can define itself with, okay? You got to have a good cannoli shop. If you don't have a good cannoli shop, there's no way you're an Italian neighborhood. San Francisco's got some pretty good cannoli shops. Montana showed it to me. That's right. I went to a cannoli shop with Joe Montana, North Beach. He goes, Sills, meet me down here. I'm down there, and Montana's got two cannolis sitting there, and we have, like, espresso, pasta pomodoro. We're sitting. I go, pasta pomodoro? He goes, try the cannoli. Oh, unbelievable. Oh, God, was it good. Yeah, I do. I like a hard cannoli. How you doing? <laughs> Number seven, one of my favorite ball players to watch, Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens. Number six on the Big Sills, QB rankings, ending week 11. Joe Burrow, Joey B, baby, Bengals. Here we go. Five. Top five. Big sales quarterbacks. One of the greatest talents in the history of pro football. Josh Allen. Number five. Buffalo Bills. Glad to see some oil in the hair today, Dan. Other day it looked like a worn out hairbrush. I noticed that too, man. I wasn't putting enough like uh, Vitalis in there. You know, my grandpa used to always have the Vitalis. You guys remember? You, you, oh, wow, my, I'm probably sounding way too old, right? My pop used to have Vitalis. He used to put it in his hair, you know. My grandpa's a good looking man, good looking young man. He used to put the Vitalis in. So I'm in the bathroom putting the Vitalis in. He comes walking in. He goes, What are you doing? I go, putting the vitalis in can i he goes 
Hey, you got to put a little more in there. Dump that shit in there. <laughs> oh. None. Need to go to Dinnick's in the Reading Terminal for a roast pork broccoli wrap sandwich. Okay. Damn. That sounds great. And now I know what Vitalis is. My grandpa used it. <laughs> hey, Carlos. Yeah, my grandpa had this big jar of like Vitalis in there. And he used to put it in his hair and slick it back. And I'm like, holy cow, no wonder. This is where all the Paisans got that. You know, you see all the mobsters back in the 50s. They put the Vitalis in their hair. Here we are now in the top four. Dak is back. Cowboys. Dak's coming for the Eagles, man. You think the Eagles are beating the Cowboys Christmas Eve? <laughs> hey, by the way, just so you know, I've moved the Cowboy helmet extremely far away. Have you noticed? The Wi-Fi has actually worked a lot better since I moved the Cowboy helmet. You know, right? I've moved the Cowboy helmet. I had it on the wall. I'm, you guys were right. Sales. Sales, listen, I'll put up with a lot of your bullshit. But don't put the helmet up. Because if you put the helmet up, even Xander goes, Sales, you can't do the helmet. You can't have the helmet. <laughs> hey, Xander was like this. Hey, look, it's a good thing. I got it. The Cowboys gave you your helmet. It's all good. Can't have the helmet. You can't. You, you, it's not working. People are not going to tune that in if they see that helmet back there. It's not going to happen. Roast pork sandwich will change your life. Really, Joseph? Dude, you know what, man? When the Krauses got bring big sills into town, I'm going to have you guys meet us when we do our remote. And you guys are going to take me around. And we're going to go around places. because, And we're going to go grubbing, food eating. I told you, like, when, I've been, when I was in Philly, God, that place right across the street. I oh, know. Not across from the convention center. I told you, like, the one place. I, I've eaten at a couple places in Philly. Really great food there, man. Here are your top three now. Number three, Jersey Dolphin, Tua Tuck of Viola. This guy's in a conversation for MVP and a serious candidate for it. I mean, after that concussion and after that was handled, I, I still question whether or not he's a hit away. But I got to tell you, man. Sills, do you like White Castles? Does a Pope wear a funny hat? <laughs> JT. Does a Pope wear a pointed hat? Okay. I mean, what do you think? Does he like White Castle? He's having a great year, man. Kudos to Tug of Viola. Here we go, top two. I need a drink for this. Ah. Ah, it's water. Ah. <laughs> See. The greatness of Jalen Hurts at number two in the quarterback rankings. It's unbelievable. 
the only quarterback playing better than him right now is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, number one. Here's your 10. Geno Smith, 10. Brady, 9. Garoppolo, 8. Lamar, 7. Joe Burrow, 6. Josh Allen, 5. Dak Prescott, 4. Two of three. Jalen Hurts, two. And Patrick Mahomes, one. I think that's pretty fair. Unbelievable. Oh, shit. Allen ain't even in it. In what? (laughs) He's got 30 touchdown passes. He's got 3,200 passing yards, and his team's 8-2. and two. The hell are you talking about? Hey, and you lost, hey, your Vols got outplayed, and you lost your quarterback today, I heard. That's a shame. I had him on the Heisman list. I also vote for the Heisman Trophy. That's a shame. Can't argue with Mahomes. He's an MVP. Travis Kelsey might be in the conversation. Yeah, who's Kelsey? Then again, I can't say that, right? Hey, can I? Tyree Kill is a prophet. How about Tyree Kill? He goes like this. This guy is more accurate than Mahomes. I laughed at him. Turned out he's right. Tyree Kill's having a spectacular season. We're going to do MVP. We'll, We'll do MVP tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do MVP tomorrow, and we'll take a look at MVP race because that's a little bit different than what quarterback play is. Thought Herbert was good, but that kid looks at his main read. Hey, SB, I think his coach sucks. They need a good offensive guy in there. Okay? They need a good offensive guy in there. No way. Gamecocks best in the SEC? No way. George is still – George is going to win – Georgia's going to win it again, and they're going to win a national title. I love everybody in the Big Ten. Hey, Michigan-Ohio State this week. Both those teams would be two two touchdown underdogs to Alabama, Georgia, or Tennessee. They'd be two touchdown underdogs. Two is hitting him, and Waddle picking up big yards. Waddle's having it. Hey, who would have thought Waddle – Boy, I'll tell you, if you're Devontae Smith and you're watching Jalen Waddle play down in Miami, are you a little bit disappointed? Your stats are nowhere near his. Nowhere near his. Yeah, Mahomes is the best quarterback on the planet. That's what Xander said. Hey, Jalen Waddle is a better receiver than Devontae Smith. And that's been that's being proven. Some would go. Well, he's got Tua now. Tua, really? There were bigger question marks on Tua going into this year. And last year, Jacoby Brissett was throwing on the ball, and he still had 100 catches. Jalen Waddle's better. But, again, you're talking about two guys that are really good players. We're not talking about Jalen Waddle and Jalen Rager. We're talking about two really fine ball players. But the Eagles don't use Devontae Smith enough. His stats show it. And then I love you guys. You go, well, he's got a few more catches more than than AJ. Yeah, but he's not going to have a 1,000. He may not have 900 yards this year. Devontae Smith may not have 900 yards. 
I know, man. Yeah, but you 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 wonder. You wonder though, Xander. Xander goes, he hates to say it, and he's a he loves both these guys. I know he does. Waddle's much better, more explosive wide out. Um I I I just don't think Devontae. I, he may not get 900 yards this year. He he would he regress? Let's take a look at that. Devontae Smith stats. Yeah, I I just don't see him getting 900 yards this year. I I I, I don't. He's projected right now for around 944. 10 yards a catch, almost 11. It's not terrible. But they just don't use him. They, they just he, – he's not – and God, he, I know he's explosive. I, but I, I – how about this? Washington game? They've been so far, though, few in between all these games where you see splash spectacular. On pace for 950. Those are common numbers today, Isaiah. Isaiah, that's 50 yards a game. Really? That's not elite. That's not elite. He'll he'll have like so he'll double, he'll he'll equal his rookie year. Aren't we supposed to see more improvement? Here, let's see what that comes out to. He's averaging 55 yards a game. I wouldn't call that special. Here, Devontae Smith has showed no special gifts so far. Wait, I don't want to do that because he's a great route runner. He's a hard worker. He's a great teammate. I hate saying that shit about good guys. You know what I mean? I just, I do. I hate saying shit like that. Okay. Isaiah goes, great. Now replace your Bucks equipment with the number one nemesis, Eagles Jalen Hurts. Dude, that's my Buck helmet. I wore, actually, I actually wore that. Okay. Wait, you saw the Washington game? Sorry, 215. I forgot it was so long ago. <laughs> Sorry. I, I I forgot. Which one? The first one? I forgot. Let's see what he's done. Devontae Smith stats. Okay, so let's look at what he's done here in the last one, two, three, four, five weeks. Actually, let's take a look at this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks. Since that Washington game where he had 169 yards. The next game against the Jags, he had 17. Arizona, he had 87. Then 44, 23, 22, 39, 78. And in the last month, he's had 19 catches. 
That's terrible. That's not efficient. It's just not efficient. Jalen Waddle's killing it in Miami. Everybody's happy because they're winning. That's right, Yale. I guarantee you this, Yale. Devontae Smith's agent's not happy. I don't know who represents him, but my agent would be on the phone if I'm getting 19 catches in the last five weeks. If the only reason I'm not calling is because we are 9-1. and one. I'm watching my boy down in Miami get 10, 15 uh, receptions a game, and he's on pace for 1,500 yards. Had 1,000 last year and 100 catches. I mean, you know, he's got incentives in his contract too. 1,000 yards, 100 catches. All of that is – how about this? Remember, do you guys remember I said this? Hey, Xander, I don't know if you remember I said this. I said this by the time – by the time Devontae Smith's contract's up, he may never have had a thousand yard year in Philly. I don't think he's going to have a thousand yard year ever in Philly the entire time he's here. I don't think he ever will. Now, if AJ's not on the field, I think Goddard not being out there may help the numbers. I think they that may it may help the numbers, but see Jalen's going to be asked to run more now. Okay, as long as Dyking's there, he won't. What did Marvin Harrison do his first three years? Okay. Marvin Harrison stats. I like that comparison, actually. Actually, he didn't do anything until Manning showed up. So it's kind of skewed because before the quarterback, I don't even remember who the quarterback was before Peyton got there. They didn't have a quarterback in Indianapolis. You're supposedly have one now. Okay, well, Devontae's routes are complex. Well, then stop doing complex routes. Get him the ball. Devontae Smith's strengths, my friends, are when he has the ball. His route running is great. Cleveland guys during the uh, preseason were saying how great he runs precise routes. I talked to some of those guys. He's spectacular at route running. But I would say this to you. His skill, okay, and here, the reason why I think that's not being utilized, how many times have you seen Devontae Smith in open space? Why don't you drop his ass in the slot? Put him down in the slot and let him run like Welker and Edelman did. Try moving him around more. His greatest asset, dude, when he's in open space, you're not you're not running him down. This guy's a cheetah. Get him in open space. I would I mean, I mean look, would I put him on the punt return? I don't know why not. He's a playmaking guy. They're not you I think the Hey, can I say this without anybody getting offended? Do you guys think that they're utilizing 
Devontae Smith to the best of their ability. Get him the ball. Punt return. Kickoff return. Stop with the frailness. It's the NFL. This guy played in the SEC. Half the kids he played with are playing in the NFL now. He survived it. Get him out there, man. They're not you. This kid is electric. And you know what you got him doing? Got 19 catches over the last five weeks. God damn, we're nine and one. I know, but don't you want more versatility? Okay. Don't you want look 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 at JT. Hertz is the best run. Okay. Well, why not add this other component now that you've lost Goddard? Since you've lost Goddard, you've got to come up with other ways of being creative, in my opinion. Just get him the ball more. Dude, he's CD Lamb has better numbers than AJ Brown. I'll tell you what, JT, you can have CD Lamb. I'll take AJ all day long. All day long. All day long. Dude, when I see AJ Brown and I see CD Lamb, I don't see the same guy. Okay. I don't see the same guy. You you see the same guy? I don't. Returning punts in the playoffs. Philly, that's a freaking great idea. Okay? Put put them back there in punt return. You imagine that guy in punt return? Holy cow. Dude, him running off the sideline. Dude, you would put the fear. How about this? Even if you put him back there, wouldn't you have to game plan that? You'd have to game plan that, right? All right, let me take a timeout. I want to give you guys my candidates for the Defensive Player of the Year. You're going to be shocked and Eagles on here. All right, hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Don't wait until after Thanksgiving for leftovers. It's the new leftover sales event at Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Jeff must get rid of hundreds of new 2022 vehicles on the lot. Rams, Grand Cherokees, Wranglers, Jeff has them all for less. Jeff has reduced prices and payments to the lowest they've been all year. And Jeff knocks down high interest rates, save thousands more than anywhere else. Plus, get more for any trade or lease return. You always win at Jeff's great selection, best price. Hurry in now. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown. Nobody treats you better. Black Friday sales event. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call.
Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. University, our graduates are among the most highly trained in their profession because of our unique emphasis on research, interprofessional collaboration, and early clinical exposure. Learn more about our programs at salis.edu. Sales National Football Show. Appreciate everybody coming aboard here. And excuse me for one second here. Got to get my sheet 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 here. Yeah. Um, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, used in special teams. Um, I'd like to see that. I like your idea in the playoffs. I really do. I like your idea in the playoffs here. All right. I want to throw this at you here. Um, my candidates for the Defensive Player of the Year Award. Listen to this group. Number 10. Are you ready? Hassan Reddick. Edge rusher. Philadelphia Eagles, number 10. Somebody on that defense has to be a candidate. It's not Slay anymore. Slay's been getting beat. Okay. He's starting to get off the bus a little bit more. Starting to see him a little bit more. Number nine, Buffalo Bills. Von Miller, edge rusher. It's the Big Sills top 10 defensive player of the year candidates. Number eight, Jeffrey Simmons, DT, Titans. That guy could play, man. He's some ball player. Number seven, Quinnen Williams, DT, New York Jets. The Jets. I know, Fireman Ed. Number six, Miles Garrett, Edge, Cleveland. 
Number five. I think this guy's really been playing. Here we are. Big sales, top 10 defensive player of the year candidates. Number five. I think this guy's really started playing well over the last three weeks too, especially. Guy makes $22 million a year. You expect him to. Um, Chris Jones, DT, Kansas City. Yeah, that kid Williams can play, man. He is some ball player. Xander, is that a Bama kid? Is that Quentin Williams' kid a Bama kid? I thought he was a Bama kid. Right? He's a, I, I think he's a Bama kid. That kid's a ball player, man. What a He's a force, too. I mean, I watched him in that Patriots game. This guy's picking up guards and throwing them back into the quarterback. This guy, you know, he looks like a younger version of Sue. He's a – I'll tell you this, man. I'm trying to think of a better defensive tackle. The kid Jonathan Allen is good. This kid here, man. This kid could play. By the way, Chase Young's going to be activated this week. Number four, Maxie Crosby, edge rusher, Las Vegas. Raiders are having a shit year. He's having a great one. Top three now. Here's your top three big sills. Defensive player of the year candidates. I get a vote too. Nick Boza, number three. That guy was rushing the passer like a freak show last night, man. Dude, he is a really good football player. His brother Joey's pretty good. This guy's really good. Number two, Matthew Judon, edge rusher, Pats. I think this guy's top in sacks. I watched him against the Jets. They couldn't block him. They couldn't block the guy. Dan, you have to get a shirt. He got off the bus. (laughs) I like it, 85. He got off the bus. Have a milk carton shirt too. Big Seals milk carton shirts. Yeah. Why don't you bring that up in the uh, suggestion box with the the Krauses? I can't even get a freaking hat. Every, I see Rob. Rob's got like underwear, socks. He's got mittens. You know, Rob wears mittens, right? <laughs> not, not, not that I own a pair of mittens, but he, you know, most guys wear gloves. I think Rob wears mittens. <laughs> and they got they they got Jacob Media on the mittens, okay? And I'm I'm like I'm, I can't even get a mitten. <laughs> And, and number one is Micah Parsons, linebacker, Dallas. He and I go back and forth, man. Okay. Here's your here's your here's your top ten guys. Hassan Rennick, number 10, Eagles. Number nine, Von Miller. Number eight, Jeffrey Simons. Number seven, Quinnen Williams, DT Jets. Number six, Miles Garrett. Edge rusher, Cleveland. Number five, Chris Jones, DT, Kansas City. Number four, Maxie Crosby, edge rusher, Las Vegas. Number three, Nick Bozum, edge rusher, San Francisco. Number two, Matthew Judon, edge rusher, Patriots. And Michael Parsons sits there at one.
<laughs> uh, Xander goes like this. Hey, hey, Sills, the care package is still in the limo that's waiting for you at the airport. <laughs> uh, still waiting in the limo for you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They gave me mittens, a hat, and a, and a fruit basket. <laughs> Where do you rate Sauce Gardner? Dude, I, you know. Dude, he's going to get the rookie of the year. Defensive player rookie of the year. He's totally going to get that. Should he get consideration for defensive player of the year? Probably. That means I'd have to take Hassan off the list, but there wasn't a single cornerback on that list. Um, well, who's really played great this year? Sauce Gardner. I don't. I don't. I don't think Darius has played great the last three weeks. I'm not putting CJ in there. Absolutely not. No. Not yet. Okay. All right. All right, guys. You guys were spectacular. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You guys are great. I want to thank you. Please hit the like button. If you missed any of the Merrill Reese interview, we'll have it posted there for you at Jacob Sports. Thank you guys so much for coming aboard. Don't forget our marathon that we're going to have on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. We appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow going three to six. Xander, great stuff. And we'll see you on the flip side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.